Welcome back for episode three of Beer and Bits with your host, Brandon Crussell. And Cole Stevens, thank you guys for checking us out. We're two buds with a new sud every episode to talk about the current big gaming news for the week. First, we have to take care of our most serious topic, what we are sipping on tonight, Cole. Cole, tonight we have Cherry Street Steppin' Razor, and it is a new England-style IPA uh, from Cherry Street Brewing in Cumming, Georgia. Some fun facts about New England IPAs. Um, they are characterized by citrus, juicy, floral notes with a more subtle, piney hop taste. It makes for easy drinking, and that's why you know we're doing this again for a second week in a row. Because they're great. And it's also getting warmer down here in Georgia, and it's nice to have just a beer that you can sit back and sip on uh, in the afternoon. So thank you to Gremlin Growlers for being the best spot in Fable to find craft brews. Yeah, Gremlin never disappoints when it comes to having a good craft beer. But, uh, you know, when it comes to crafting things again, we, uh, you want to launch us into this pretty pretty historical event going on with Ubisoft and in well, France right now. Yeah, uh, probably something will be, will be in the record books uh the cathedral of notre dame burnt down and assassin's creed uh it burnt down earlier this weekend assassin's creed from ubisoft um well one they sent money to donate uh to the rebuilding of the cathedral the cathedral um because they have a great and deep respect because um paris is, is featured in their assassin's creed unity game um, so people want to like hope that like one that well one it's great that uh, Ubisoft sent their donations, but also like they did a really thorough job in creating uh, the Cathedral of Notre Dame uh, in their game. And so fans are like, wow, man, may- maybe they-, they can use the game to rebuild the cathedral. Yeah, they definitely have a lot of interiors they can work with there. Like you know. They don't quite have the column-by-column, brick-by-brick reconstruction in the game of it, but as far as, you know, like, what people would see if they walked back into it, that's all pretty faithfully recreated. So, they do have almost like an interactable drawing to work with when it comes to uh, rebuilding the cathedral. Yeah, a couple couple days ago, they they announced that they are offering Assassin's Creed Unity for free on PC, um, as a way just to show respect to the loss that Paris had in the cathedral. But they will rebuild, and they have plans too. So that's good. It's, all, it's always good. Oh, you want me to do this? Oh, okay. So, something you really wouldn't think you'd hear these days, GameStop is actually starting to do some good. You know, they've uh, they've had the sharp decline in the past several years with digital sales rising and you know just the changing times with streaming but now GameStop has announced a deal where they will give full refunds on games for 48 hours after purchase so say you walk into the store you buy a game and you beat it you play it you do all whatever for 48 hours if you take it back within that time they will completely reimburse you and that's definitely something going against their old reputation of, you know, you you buy a game and you come back and they'll give you a quarter for it. Like, they 
they never give a whole lot of value, at least in the past, when it comes to trading in games to them. But this deal could really turn the tide for them in the business scape of things. Like, it's it's a way for if someone really wants to go through a game, they they can if they want to. Yeah, but I also think like if you have someone that returns a game after two days, like you can now restock with pre-owned games and lower the price of the game, um, maybe, um, and then sell it cheaper, but you're still earning a profit back on the game itself. It's a, it's a smaller profit, but you might see a rise in those sales, which could lead to a rise in overall profit from GameStop. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a turn for their, their behavior, or because we've seen in the last few months, uh, they had... Uh, put GameStop up for sale and there were a couple of companies that were looking at purchasing GameStop and then GameStop pulled out and said, you know what, never mind, I guess. Um, And so like they're trying to find a way to stay relevant. I think part of it is with their overall uh, image as a company. And, you know, you look on YouTube and there's like video and video of former GameStop employees like talking about how bad it, it was, um, I think that we're definitely more conscious as a as a society uh, to go into certain stores based upon like their treatment of customers and employees. Yeah, they've they've definitely built up the reputation for themselves over the years, but this is this is the one public notice that they can get that will that is a really positive light for the company and has the potential to really turn them around and. Get them pumping on all cylinders again. Yeah. So we've had some <clears throat> some brighter m- moments in the game industry this week. Cause I feel like every week, like we're so grim and so down on like everything that's coming out or what we're seeing. But like you know, we start off here with some highlights of positive moves in the gaming uh, industry. So I think this, that's awesome. Like I'm glad that we have so many highs and one of the. Um, I think bright moments of the past seven days was the announcement for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Right, Cole? I am genuinely excited for that game, and that's coming from someone who said they would never buy an EA game again, but the fact that EA, at least for this game, is giving the commitment of this is a single-player, story-driven game with no microtransactions and no loot boxes, like... It's a game I'd be willing to purchase because that is, that's in, that's the kind of behavior from the publisher or the, at least respect to the consumer that I would want to reward, and you know if this kind of game sells well for them, and it, they can see that it's something that they can still make money off of. They may not make every cent in the world, but they'll they'll gain the respect of the consumer and people will come back happy. Yeah, um, I mean this style and genre of a game. Like, we haven't really gotten a lot of these from tri- AAA titles in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like, like that big, like, move for, like, online play, online this, online that. And then for them to, like, actually come out with a game that's different, that is supposed to be so drawn in on the story. Um, and some of the, well, one of the writers for uh, the game I came on, and said that it was done, or his part was done, just like, they have such a strong focus on story for this game, uh, I think when we, like, when game, when publishers or de- developers, like, have a strong story, it makes for a better game, and we just haven't gotten that, I mean, we look at, 
some of the big games out there like Call of Duty. Like it's not a story driven game anymore. Like when it first came out, like you were um, going through the Great Wars. Um, you were going through a story and they're trying to put you through a story. Um, or maybe not. Maybe, maybe they just tried to came up with a first person shooter. I but mean, they, they had no capabilities of multiplayer online unless you were sitting on the couch next to your friend playing back when Call of Duty first started. And it was it was one of those games just on the front line of like broadening a new horizon with internet being introduced to gaming and online play being a, a viable thing. So it has great p- potential, and there have been some things come out th- this week about the game is going to be garbage because the main character is a white male, and how ge- generic that is, or how they could have gone a different route and putting any like anything else but the typical white protagonist. I personally think that that's absolutely hilarious. That this is a topic that's brought up a lot, especially now within the Star Wars universe, like. Ever since the newest trilogy of 7, 8, and 9 has been a thing, it's had a very, very political social justice warrior tone to it, or the way that the Lucasfilm and J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson have all kind of carried themselves when it comes to talking about this universe and how we're all supposed to you know, just accept it, or if we don't like it, then then we must be bad, or we must be sexist, or all that kind of stuff, and I feel like that partially bleeding into the, the games now, that people have kind of, the social justice warriors have taken refuge in Star Wars, it seems like, these past few years, but at the same time, it's if a developer's vision is to make the game the way they want then that's their game to make. You know, if, if you want to make a game without your stereotypical white male protagonist, then you go right ahead. You don't have to play this game. Like, I, I don't know. There's, there's only so much I could take. Yeah. I mean, goodness. Just, like, this isn't going to make or break a game you throw any character in, but again, like they have a story that they're trying to tell the story that they've written and they've said, that's what they want it to be. And so if you try to change small like aspects of it, like it begins to change the whole story that the game is designed around to tell. Um, maybe in the future, they'll design things like more intentionally or just differently to give a wider, uh, What's the word? More diverse selection yeah. of characters. Yeah, and just to, to be more include like inclu- inclusive in that way in the future. But like, that shouldn't make or break a game in two thousand nineteen. Like, it's not going to be garbage. Like, it has great potential to be something. Just let it be the game. And also, we only we only saw two minutes of a teaser footage. Like a teaser trailer. Not even not even any gameplay. It was purely cinematic. So we have no idea like how it's going to be uh, when we get it on November 15th. Yeah, like if you make a character specifically to fit a diverse thing like that, like say say they went with some of these demands and they made the character specifically not a white male just for the sake of it not being a white male, 
then you're doing the story an ultimate disservice, limiting yourself to what you could do. I mean, it's not saying it's bad to go either way with that. It's just saying if it's your vision, it's your vision. And if you're the one making the game, like, that that's your choice. Yeah. Um, I've got nothing else to add on that. <laughs> well, what, what else we got going on here? We have the Xbox One Sad. It is actually the Xbox One all digital console. What people have nicknamed it the Xbox the Xbox One Sad, and for good reason. Uh, it does not have a disc drive, so this is a purely digital console. Uh, so digital download only console, uh, and it's going for two hundred and fifty dollars, which that's how much you you can get an Xbox One S like now. So they're like with a disc drive. So the fact that, that they like removed one of the most expensive components of a console, uh, and still the same pricing, like that doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, like, does that make sense to you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it makes sense if they really keep it the same price. I personally haven't seen these prices yet, but I can't I can't imagine it being the same like that. That's it almost just sounds like a blatant ripoff. It does. Because uh, it's the exact same like system, just all digital. Like, the idea of a all-digital version of the console, like, that. that's fine, I guess. Like, yeah, it's kind of goes with the nickname. It's sad, in a sense, that you wouldn't be able to have physical games. But if you're someone that wouldn't want physical games in the first place, then... You know, in today's day and age, it's not a necessity. It's more of a f- collector's or more of a attachment to the game rather than just having a gaming console to play games every now and then. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a lot more casual of an approach these days with how internet and streaming is becoming much more viable and much more reliable of a way of going about gaming. As long as you just don't, uh, isolate the like, people that don't have great service. Yeah, exactly. Like, still leave the option for both, but don't don't commit entirely to digital streaming or downloads of a game. You know. So hey, we're gonna do a small plug here, but if you want to leave us a message, like if there's anything that we said that you blatantly disagree with, or you're like, man, I really want to give you our or your opinion um, to us, uh, you can do that. Go to anchor.fm and look up Beer and Bits uh, and leave us a voicemail. Leave us a message that we can play next week as we answer it. We can do like an answering block. Like a little Q&A section. Yeah. So please do that. Uh, we would love to hear your opinion or feel free to hunt one of us down online and or don't do that <laughs> that's dangerous precedent these days <laughs> be careful don't do that okay. be careful what you wish for yeah let's not do that just do anchor.fm and go and search for beer and bits leave us your message and now we're on to the nintendo buzz with brandon the bearded man um first thing on the list for the nintendo buzz is one of the things that like, i'm really loving about 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 the switch is that uh, Saints Row the Third is coming to Switch May tenth, and that is an old game, Cole. Like, uh, I think oh, I remember. 
it wasn't that 2013, 14? Maybe even before, before that. that. Yeah. So it's an old game coming to the Switch, but I think that's one of the things I'm loving more and more about the Switch are the older games that are getting ported in because they're great games and I'm getting to play them for the first time. Like I, I see that like these were great games when they first came out. I was like, you know, I'm a little behind, but now I've got a little money in the pocket to spare. I can get these games and play them and experience them for the first time in 2019, which even has some fun, like cultural tones to it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I, I totally get that. There are some games too, is just as time's gone on with remasters or ports of old games that say not everyone would have gotten to experience, but now with these remasters and ports to the next generation of consoles, it really helps out everyone get to keep the old games alive, like reminisce and go through the old times that they had. Or like you were saying, like new players that haven't experienced these stories before, but always wanted to, like they now have the chance to, and in, in an even smoother experience than the old original console that it came out on. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so sorry. Hold on, Cole. You have to announce this next one for me. Oh, okay. I guess it's not. I guess it's Nintendo Buzz with Brandon and Cole this week. So. We also have Realm Royale coming to the Switch here soon. That uh, That's something I honestly thought was already on the Switch, but I guess it's officially coming now. It's basically a... Rumor. R- well, didn't they have a trailer? So, earlier today, uh, Nintendo Portugal released a trailer for Realm Royale on their YouTube channel, only for it to, come, like, to be taken down a few hours later. Um, but beyond this, in the past few months, data miners have been finding more and more um, signs that it could be coming to Switch. And so with today's like, oopsie by Nintendo Portugal, it's like, oh, this really is coming to Switch. Because why else would the official uh, YouTube page of Nintendo Portugal drop a video that for a game that didn't exist? I mean, it is, it is quite a fishy, fishy thing if not. But that would be really fun because there's not a lot of um, Battle Royale games available on the Switch. So Realm Royale would be a really great one to get. It's got a lot of competition with Fortnite though still. It does, but it adds a little bit more variety on the Switch for the rest of us. Indeed. It's also a free-to-play game as well. There is a You were talking about a Founders Pack that it would have to begin with. Yes, but that's very typical of what Hi-Rez does with their games. Because they did a founder pack for both uh, Smite and Paladins. And then released the game for free like a month or two later. Kind of taking it out of beta. I mean, yeah, I guess you'd still get a decent amount of either perks or cosmetic rewards for that founder's pack. Yeah. Ones that you could purchase later... Um, but it just gets you into the game sooner. Gotcha. I might pick it up. That's because I'm really, like, I've been wanting Realm Royale to come to Switch ever since I first found out about it. I think that was, a uh, Game Awards. Was it? I, uh, no, maybe I'm thinking about Dauntless still. Yeah, Dauntless was announced at the Game Awards, I'm pretty sure. It's one of Epic's actual first-party games that they're not scooping up for their store. Well, so yeah, that's exciting. One more Battle Royale game. 
All right, last thing. Uh, Nintendo kind of dropped some news, like some like juicy tidbits here and there th- this week. Um, like the fact that Joker for Smash and Smash Update 3.0 released yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, but they didn't announce it really beforehand. Like they announced that it was coming on Wednesday, Tuesday night. Like all of a sudden, like some things start dropping from Nintendo on Tuesday. And it's like, where did this information come from? Why are we, why are we, are we just now learning about this the night before, not like a week before? Um, so kind of like makes you think that like, hey, maybe we were supposed to have a Nintendo Direct last week. But, you know, I guess they weren't doing one because they dropped um, Joker. And that, so they were not being very direct w- w- with us about J- Joker. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, but also like Marvel Ultimate Alliance got a release date for July nineteenth, and like that's kind of like big news because that was a game awards drop. Yeah, I think I think a point though that you had said when we had talked about this earlier is that maybe they may not want to have a direct right before E three because that is within the next couple of months. You know, like still try to like these things are still going to come out regardless, like how they have been. But as far as making a, I, I guess they are still technically shows, but like a, a press release, like try to save a lot of their press releases at this point until E3. Yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon for them to have a direct though, uh, once in January, once halfway, then E3, and then we get another one in August, then another one in October, November, and then possibly than another one in January. So, like, the directs are pretty frequent enough where it wouldn't have been uncommon to get one last week or this week. So, I guess if it's not ne- next week, we'll just wait till E3 for some big news. Yeah, definitely with Sony having backed out of E3, there's going to be a lot more attention, clearly, on Xbox and Nintendo, and it really just gives them more floor and showtime to show what they got coming up for this next generation of consoles and or this next just wave of games to come out within the rest of 2019 and 2020 yeah so hey cool i think it's the time for you to do the thingy the the ding do the thing cool okay we got it we got a little playstation pour going on here and it's it's not a lot but it's definitely definitely some juicy stuff in this pour so, Wired was recently given exclusive uh, interviewing to the development of the PlayStation 5 or whatever they're going to call this console because they still haven't confirmed that name. But a lot of the technicalities of the system have, have been talked about. And some of their capabilities are mind-blowing. Like, the system is supposed to be capable... Of 8K resolution, I mean, it's a little out there right now, but, you know, by the time it gets to where, say, the Xbox One or the PS4 is right now in its console generation, 8K is probably going to be a normal thing in, like, you know, six, seven years, so the fact that they're thinking now the, uh, the capability of the system to handle, it is, it's encouraging, also, they are claiming that it has the highest bandwidth of anything higher than PC has right now. That's also insane, and that is a bold claim. They tested this on 
the Spider-Man PS4 game that came out last year. Yeah, it was last year now. And uh, they used the fast travel system of the game to test it out. What they did was they loaded it on the base PS4, the PS4 Pro, and this PS5 dev kit. And on the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, it took roughly 18 to 15 seconds to load in from the fast travel. But on this PS5 dev kit, it took 0.8 seconds. 19 times faster than the PS4 and PS4 Pro. That is insane. That is absolutely insane. And, you know, a lot of the tech related to what the console is going to contain, it's stuff that only high-end PCs are using right now. So, in order for the price to at least be reasonable for mass consumer bases, like... it's a little concerning like we still don't know any official details yet as far as pricing for this that'll probably be whenever they announce it either next year sometime or possibly a playstation experience in december or maybe even some new event that they'll have come up maybe a a better state of play i don't know but it uh it'll be it'll be a good time for sure to see what this new console is going to be all about it's definitely like that sci-fi, like, like when you read about what all is going into, is like, this is like a futuristic box of gaming, right? Like it's literally like the VR headset. It's like you, you're just literally immersed completely into this crazy world of what technology is capable of these days. I mean, do you, do you really think that back in the seventies and eighties when they were making the NES and the original Mario Bros? if they would ever get to a point like this with technology and gaming, like it is, it's crazy to see how far this industry has come. It really is. I just playing from the early days of the super Nintendo to now, like it's just a different world. It's the fact that you can't play uh, certain game consoles because you don't have a CRT TV. Mm-hmm. Um, like what were flat screens back then? They, they, they didn't have flat screens. Like I remember when flat screens came out, and they were several like th- like upper like hundreds of dollars for a small one. Mm-hmm. And now it's like they're pretty affordable if you want a flat screen TV. They're almost like the only TV you can get these days. Yeah, like reading through the article from Wired, like this is a beast of a console. Uh, the, they want the audio to be immersible. Like, so where it makes you feel like you're in the game, uh, the graphics can go up to 8K, but you don't have a, like an 8K TV in every house yet. So You barely have 4K TVs in a lot of houses these days. So I, I guess Sony is going to come out with their own 8K TV and start mass producing those, because that's the only way that their PlayStation, the PlayStation makes sense then, because Sony is a giant in the electronics game. I mean, the fact that they're just adding the the system to be capable of it shows that they're really looking for the future of the system. They also are going to have ray tracing technology supported for the lighting of the game. And if you've seen the effects of ray tracing on PC, it is, if you think you've seen reality recreated, wait, do you see ray trace lighting in environments like it? Oh, it's just it's so good. I'm, I'm geeking out right now. I'm just geeking out. Just 
imagine if you took Xbox's like software with PlayStation's like hardware. Oh, this 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 next generation's gonna be insane. Absolutely insane. Like if we could get like Google or not Google but like Xbox's like streaming service on PlayStation. It's gonna change the world. For real, because the lines are blurred. The lines are blurred. Well, Colt, that comes to the end of our show for this week. That it does. I mean, again, if you guys want to leave us any questions or have any thoughts for us, like go to anchor.fm slash beer and bits and leave us a question. Leave us a comment and uh, tell us what you think, and we'll see about featuring some questions on the show for us to answer. Yes, come be part of the show with us it'll make for more interesting conversation that about wraps it up for this this episode guys and we'll uh we'll catch you guys next week